How should you handle the Chiefs running backs in your starting lineup this weekend? What AFC South tight end has resumed his status as every week must start? And is there an NFC West receiver that you need to start looking at as a matchup-proof flex? Plus, the week one third-place team in the 2019 Football Guys Players Championship, Chris Vincent joins us to talk about the Saints passing attack, Devin Smith, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, and much, much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Hey, everybody, if you got what it takes, because I'm your reps and I'm on the mic and premieres on the break. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Hey, happy week three to you, Rob, and thank you so much. Greetings and salutations to all of the Balkaholics and Gerzakin addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is indeed the patron saint of fantasy football. He is known as the Dizzle, a.k.a. Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, what is the dynasty and redraft value of the newly free agent, Antonio Brown, Unbelievable. What can Cleveland pass catcher, uh, what Cleveland cast, uh, pass catcher has the most to gain from David Njoku's extended absence? And Chris Vincent, a former double six-figure winner in high-stakes fantasy football, answers our questions about Allen Robinson, John Ross, and much, much more. Shout-out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have in there. However, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, feel free to do so. At Hour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak. You can post on our Facebook page as well. That's Facebook.com slash Hour. Uh, 347-426-3682, that's 347-GAME-OVER if you want to give us a call and chat tonight. Uh, you can email the show, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to send them. We'll try to get to all the chat room questions, all the tweets, all the emails, and the fantasy feedback segment coming up later on in the show. A bit of a different format, and I'll tell you about that in a second here. Uh, I want to thank our audio engineer and my best friend, Bryce, as well as our mutual friend, Rob and uh, uh, producer for uh, working so hard on this show. Dave, I don't know what it was, but when I came in here today into the studio, it's, I, for whatever reason, and I know we did a show last week, it just seemed like we didn't. Like it's, it, I feel like we've been off, but we've only been off for a week. Oh, that's it. I, I don't you, didn't, that. you didn't feel the same way? No, I don't. And, uh, that's okay. But uh, we're back. We are back, I guess, after a week. <laughs> Talked to Rob Levin we last week. we do the week. show twice a week? No, we I definitely no, we cannot too much. We, that's too, too much. much show. It's too much HSF. Well you have your other uh, wonderful show that is so highly received and reviewed. I have some news on that. Oh let's tell me about it. First please. of all, the I'm gonna get the bad stuff out of the way. The high stakes lowdown is still going. Um we, we <laughs> had a great episode last week with the week one FFPC main event uh, leader Kelly Thompson. And uh this week 
uh, Rob Vieira, who's ninth place in the Kel- FFPC. Kelly's a event. boy, just to confirm. Kelly, Kelly's a guy, yes. Kelly boy. And um, uh, Rob Vieira is on. We have the show is in the can. It is ready to go. However, my producer, uh, Tom Kelly, was actually on vacation this week, and they've they've been scrambling uh, a little bit to to try to get the podcast up. Now, normally this is not a big deal. It is a little bit of a big deal because the road of his podcast. I don't know if you heard this, Dave. They're all moving to Blue Wire Podcasting. They're all part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What the now, hell is it? What is that? I'm going to tell you in a second. Now, for now, for for Rotoviz, it's a big deal. Like getting getting all this stuff in, it's 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 a huge get for them. However, for us, it doesn't make make a, a whole hill of beans. The biggest difference is well, it still doesn't to me because you didn't say what it was. Audio quality for all the podcasts on Rotoviz, including the High Stakes Lowdown, which is one of these that are going to be on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Sure, audio quality is going to be improved. Oh, really? Yeah. So why don't you why don't you leverage that little thing and say, hey, I'm not doing the show anymore unless you get the HSFF hour on this same network. Well, we could, audio we could do that. I don't know how much creative co- control I want to release to Rotoviz though, for this so, show, so they, this is our baby. So they, so they have to get, I don't even understand what you're talking about anyway. So I guess I'm just speaking out of my rear end. So I don't know what technically they control and whatever you're talking. I, don't even know I, what I the think hell that they, they have now Grant, I, I don't think it'd be a huge deal either way, but I think that they have more of a say in what I do on the high stakes lowdown than, and they have no say on what we do on this show. Like we can do whatever we Clearly. want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No question. <laughs> But anyway, so it won't uh, – all the places you've been downloading the high-stakes slowdown, you're going to be able to continue to download that. I'm hoping to get the, um, the Rob Vieira podcast up before Sunday, so hopefully tomorrow you can check that out. Really good stuff, too. It's insane. I was looking at Rob Vieira and, and how much money he's won over the years yeah. and the fact that he wasn't even like a best ball guy until about two years ago, and he's been crushing best ball. So we have a lot of great content in that, a lot of good stuff on what he did on the waiver wire this week um, and, and really good ways to, um, to, to win your league. Uh, quite frankly. Wonderful. All right. So that is the high stakes lowdown. And uh, I think we have uh, Bill Querbys is going to come on the high stakes lowdown next week. Sorry. I'm having microphone <laughs> issues over here. This would never happen on Blue Wire. Um, this uh, Bill Querbys is going to be the guest on the high stakes lowdown next week. So it will be very, very good. All right. Uh, so different format tonight. Our guest is actually going to come on in about 10 minutes. Uh, so, Dave, this is by request of the prognosticator, which enjoy, he enjoys our banter so much, Dave. Oh, I'm sure. That I'm he thinks tuned in right now. We need to lead off the show with it. More banter. It was today, <laughs> today um, or this week was one of the episodes where I feel like I have the show put together at like 3, 3.30, and it's all ready to go talk about tonight. And then the proverbial shit hits the fan, <laughs> and I, I have to, to rearrange it. I didn't bother rearranging it. I just added to it. So there's a lot yeah. of stuff to get to. All right, leading things off, David Njoku has been placed on injured reserve, uh, according to the Browns on Twitter. Njoku suffered a broken wrist uh, this past week. He's going to be sidelined for at least eight weeks. Demetrius Harris, Ricky Seals-Jones are going to be the guys that are going to step in for him. Uh, the, the, neither one of them is going to be a great fantasy option. Dave, I think you favored Demetrius Harris over Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, I mean, I really truthfully don't know a whole lot about Demetrius Harris. I do know a bit about Ricky Seals-Jones and that he sucks. So, and he's been released by teams and he's just not that good of a player, but he's mostly this great athlete, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So who knows? Um, one of our, uh, RMW4671 wants to know about, um, trying to decide between Demetrius, Demetrius Harris or uh, Will Disley this week. I like Will Disley. I do too, by quite a bit. Actually, yeah. he's showing something. He's kind of maybe breaking out a little bit. He was a fourth round pick a couple of years, two, two years ago. Yeah. And um, he scored two touchdowns, and they, they really don't have a lot of receiving options in Seattle other than Lockett. Rainmaker chiming I mean, in. I guess you have Metcalf or whatever. That's true. We have a question about him coming up, too. Rainmaker in the chat room, uh, of course, former guest of the show, Biplab Mandel, saying RIP and Joku. I have to give Biplab a shout-out because he beat me in one of our uh, Dynasty Leagues. 
uh, by I was like 156, 151 this week. Kentucky Dynasty. It was a Kentucky Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah really frustrating. Job, well done. That is my really good team that that I was loaded for bear this this year. It's 0 and 2. <laughs> Which is great. It, it's fun. Well, at least you have victory points. I, right? I, there's victory. Yes, there is victory points in Kentucky Dynasty this nice. year. That's awesome. Which actually. I noticed, good, good and, job, and so I think I am I am 0 and 2, but I'm in like fourth place or fifth place, which is great because right. uh, I'm putting up good scores. Well, everyone's happy about to hear about that for you. I'll tell you who people are not happy to hear about. Pro Football Talk has reported this on Twitter. The Patriots have released wide receiver Antonio Brown. Quote. The New England Patriots are releasing the Antonio Brown. We appreciate the hard work of many people over the past 11 days, but we feel that it is best to move in a different direction at this time. Brown's He'll obviously payment on the check for his exactly, uh, yeah. bonus. Uh, Brown has uh, been involved in a lot of uh, off-field stuff, uh, sticking to fantasy here. Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett are the top three receivers. And it's very possible that Antonio Brown maybe does not play another professional down in the NFL. Dave, what are you doing with him in redraft? Let's tackle that first. You know what's funny? Let me just before you get to that. I wonder if there was a if um, if Brown was in the locker room and he was, you know that news came. I'm sure this didn't happen, but let's just pretend it did. Sure. And the news came down, and Josh Gordon's there, and he's like, "Man, you gotta get your shit together." Oh, can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? It's true. Um, anyway, what was the question? Redraft. What are you doing with him if you own him in a redraft league? And football guys or the FFPC main, are you holding on to him just to see what happens for a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'd hang on to him for another week or two just to see what would happen. Um, but yeah, you can't feel anything positive at all. You just his career, in my opinion, is likely over. Uh, he's just gone too haywire. You know, yeah. like you know, first level psycho or whatever. He broke the flake scale. As the flake it were. scale, yeah. He's off. He's off the off the flake scale. Okay, let's get into this dynasty trade that went down in the FFPC. How long ago? Uh, it was this evening. So since the Antonio Brown news broke, right. in our 350 plus dynasty leagues, we've had precisely one Antonio Brown trade, and he was traded. For a rookie wide receiver, undrafted, Preston Williams from Miami. So it was Antonio Brown for Straight Preston up Williams. for Preston Williams. Straight up for Preston Williams. That's shocking enough. What shocks, maybe shocks people even more, Dave, what side do you prefer in Antonio Brown v. Preston Williams? I would take Preston Williams. I really would. The I mean, unknown aspect? He's not, he's really not that unknown because we had talked about, we talked about off the off Well, I mean, I guess he's, he's unproven, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he had, yeah. he had like 1,400 receiving yards, 14 touchdowns, and those numbers are probably Is totally Colorado wrong. State? Is that where he went? I want to say Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah. I think it was Colorado State. Yeah, killer last season. I mean, he, he had his own off the field issues, but he would have gotten drafted much earlier and, uh, the Dolphins, you know, they made a lot of not great moves, but this was a really good one. You know, Preston Williams looks like a keeper. Dynasty, are you still hanging on to him? You're not, you're not dropping Antonio Brown yet? No, and I probably wouldn't try and trade him. I mean, you just got to pray, I guess, more or less. See, that was a question. Like, I, I didn't know if, like, you could cash in value on, on Antonio Brown, either trading for him or trading him away right now. But your, your advice is a stand pat. I mean, I wouldn't – I don't know. I, I, I guess you could try and trade for him, but I, I, just, I feel like the odds are so, so slim. Would you give up a 2020 second rounder for him? No, I'd give up a third. Give up a third. Okay. What do you? What about you? Uh, that seems about right. I can't. You know, first and second rounds, third, I'll, I'll hoard. Like third nothing. and fourth rounds, and fifth and and not, they just mean I can't hit on them on a consistent basis. So they're whatever. Yeah, sometimes you get lucky and you get Jarek McKinnon, who then just clogs your roster for five <laughs> right. years to forever suck. <laughs> it's true. ESPN's Adam Teicher has reported the Chiefs are quote likely to be cautious about overloading unquote Lashawn McCoy in Week Three. Uh, LaShawn McCoy was limited in practice all three practices this week for Kansas City. He is expected to play against Baltimore on Sunday, but he's not going to get an 80% snap rate. He is not going to get a three-down workload. Darwin Thompson, potentially Daryl Williams, who actually picked up in a bunch of leagues very, very cheap this week, uh, should be involved. We'll uh, talk about LaShawn McCoy here first, Dave. 
if he is indeed active, would you feel good about him being a top 25 running back this week against Baltimore? Not really. I mean, Baltimore is a fantastic defense. It is at the head. And I, I do feel that Kansas City's going to throw for a lot of yards. They're going to have more of a passing centered game. I mean, just because they're missing their lead back. McCoy is old and he's really not that great. He might get he might get his fair share of catches though. So I mean, he might be productive. What was it? Were you looking at top, tw- top twenty top twenty five running back? I mean, yes, probably. I mean, it's a super high scoring game and over under. Only, you want to guess that thirty two starting backs in right. timeshare. Do you want to guess the over under for what that Chiefs Ravens game? Uh, fifty two and a half. It is fifty two. It, oh. it was at fifty two and a half. It is down to fifty two. The David Smart money is coming in right now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So it's at fifty two right now. I'm with you. I, I think you, you you probably start him. Hey, we got Chris Vincent, the uh, a former two time six figure uh, high stakes fantasy football winner, coming up here to talk about his top fifty football guys team. Before we get, we get a lot to of, that, a lot of content. Uh, too much content. A little uh, non-fantasy content coming up, apparently. We do have non-fantasy content coming well, up? Well, I mean, you know, we've gotten some, you know, some emails and, you know. Are you little... talking about email from ZK? Yeah, you know, different people you know, sending information in that, you know, might we want, want to ask about. So we'll uh, have to ask. Day trading and MILFs coming up. <laughs> Don't miss it. Marlon Mack returned to practice today, Dave. Uh, Marlon Mack did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, so I Hopefully think... Hopefully limited, someone said. Yes, and so now is that enough for him to... Are, are you starting him on Sunday? Are you a little nervous about a snap count? I was actually encouraging people to pick up Jordan Wilkins after uh, Wilk, uh, Excuse me, after Mack did not practice the last two days, but it seems like Mack's going to give it a go, and I don't think you can start Wilkins confidently this week. Yeah, unless Mack is inactive, I would agree. But calf injuries are... I mean, a calf injury for running back, that... Remember, you know how... This, you know who's the worst at all those injuries? He, he always would piss me off the most was Jordy Nelson. He'd always have, like, something going on, and he'd come out, and he'd get, like, one catch, and then he'd get pulled from the game, and he'd, he'd have, like, one for 17, and that's it. It seemed like that happened, like, three or four times with Jordy. I just fear with Marlon Mack, if I had any other option even remotely close, I would be looking in that direction. Because a calf injury, I, I just don't see how all of a sudden that heals up, right? Yeah, it's And once tough. you tweak it, you, what do you, you're done. You, you can't. If your calf is screwed up, it's screwed up. Especially if you're running back. Right. Running back and receiver, it's, it's so crucial for that. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, speaking of uh, calf injuries, he did not practice again today. Now, the, the Eagles have ruled up the Sean Jackson, but they're listing officially Alshon Jeffrey as questionable. Uh, he is probably not going to give it a go uh, against Detroit. And we've already seen Philly, Doug Peterson kind of being proactive. Both he and Matt LaFleur for the Packers, they're squaring off this coming Thursday night. They both skipped Wednesday practice and had a walkthrough instead. To kind of save the, the for next week for next week. That's yeah. very smart. Um, so I, and I can't imagine that Alshon Jeffrey goes. I own Alshon Jeffrey in exactly one league. I'm sitting him. Dave, my question to you is, if he is indeed inactive, what's the fantasy value at flex as a second flex for either Nelson Aguilar or JJ Ortega Whiteside? I think Aguilar, you have to start. He, I think he's a, not a great wide receiver at all, but he's uh, he does. He does fine when he's heavily targeted, and Wentz is a great quarterback. Uh, Arcega Whiteside is still a rookie. I, I can't be confident starting him at all. Um, let, gotta, even with all the injuries, you've got to have somebody else. Let me ask you this. This is probably the most important question. Let's start like Renfro over him, for example. What, what's the over-under on Zach Ertz targets if Jeffrey's out? Oh, like 15. I, mean, oh, I think it's, it's higher. I'll take the over. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not even right. kidding. I'll put, I'll put five on it, but, I mean, if it, it, it's, uh, you're probably right. So 15. Well, then let's go higher. No, 15. I'll okay. Take, I'll take All right, 15. so I have, over, I have over 15 Zach Ertz targets. This bet is only activated if Jeffrey is inactive. 
Cool. Okay. I, I actually like All right. this. Will, this will be fun. This makes you, uh, makes you or Rob or whoever work harder on it. Yeah, exa- well, Rob, Rob. Rob, for sure. Kudos to you, my well, friend. Rob's kind of mad about, you know, he's not producing both your shows, only one show. Only one show. I, I produce the other one. Well, yeah. Kidding. Yeah. It's to him. It's to me, not him. Oh. I got five on it. I got five. I got five on it. That is Ertz. 15 targets. I have the Over. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've waited long enough. Let's get into our guest tonight. I want to bring him in right now. He finished second in the 2007 Pay the Fan competition, winning a cool $125,000. He finished second in the 2009 FFOC, and he won $105,000. He's been playing in high-stakes FFPC leagues since 2009, winning Football Guys Players Championship leagues, FFPC high-stakes dynasty titles along the way, and he currently has a top 50 team in the 2019 8,400 team cap in the Football Guys Players Championship. Please welcome into the program, making his debut, it is Chris Vincent. Chris, welcome into the show. Thanks for hanging out with us on a lovely Friday night. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's uh, our pleasure, for sure. No question. I know uh, you, you took a bit of a tumble in the standings, but Honestly, Chris, you got to be jacked to to see uh, your your team still in the top fifty after a couple of weeks of play. This this could be a special team for you here in the Football Guys League this year. I think so. I was just looking at my roster again and realized that I have the number one running back as my third running back. So I'm in good shape until Noel Gordon comes back. Well, even even when he does come back, I, I think there's some good standalone value for Eckler, don't you think? I mean, this is a guy that even if Gordon is there, Eckler could carve out top 30, maybe even top 25 value here with his pass-catching chops, don't you think? Yeah, he should be at least a flex, I would think. I slept on him a little bit Not because Gordon's I, had him a, I had him last year, and he didn't do much when he was starting while Gordon missed a couple of games. I think this is my only Eckler share. I actually traded him in a dino for Curtis Samuel. Oh, interesting. That could pay off dividends down the road. Dave, go ahead with your point. I feel like Gordon's going to come back and get hurt right away. I really do. I think that's, the, <laughs> I that's that sort too. of like the untold story of this. And I, I, I was bringing this up with – Speaking I, of calf injuries, right? I, I, yeah, exactly. I, uh, on the Appleton Trophy Fantasy Football Show, which you can now hear from 4 to 5 oh, on 95.3 and 99.1 FM here in northeast Wisconsin. You can also listen to the scorewi.com. This applies to less than 1% of our listeners, but go ahead. You can stream it on there as well as download the Score <laughs> app, the ScoreWI app as well. But I was talking about this yesterday, and, and I, I made the point of like, look, you know, just because Melvin Gordon, if he does indeed report and come back, that's no guarantee that he's just going to remain healthy for the rest of the season. This is a guy, when he's gotten full training camp um, practices and everything and prepped the right way, he's still gotten banged up. Well, now, plus it's the Chargers. They get everyone hurt all the time. Oh, that's, yeah, that's another great point. Ask at Tupacker. He'll tell you right, right away. Um, so I think that, you know, Eckler could be, Eckler could be the league winner this year, uh, and we'll uh, be following that uh, closely. Chris, uh, let me ask you this. Not only are you a former football guys in Dynasty League champ here in the FFPC, you have the team in the top 50. Congrats on that. You drafted this team all the way back in mid-June, and you got some pretty good value with Chris Godwin getting him at the 411. Um, I think you're pretty bullish on Godwin. How good are his chances of actually outscoring his real-life teammate, Mike Evans, for Tampa this season? In PPR, I think he definitely has a shot. You know, they have him moving all over the formation. He's playing the old Larry Fitz role in Arians' offense. I love Godwin. He was probably my most owned player last year when I was able to get him, you know, round 15 and later. Where I took him, I thought I was, you know, 
region form a little bit, but I, I saw him creeping up, you know, all summer long. And I think that's that's the only share I have of him. Dave, you like Godwin this year. You think he outscores Mike Evans, given what we've seen in the first couple of weeks? I actually, I actually do. I do think he does, and I think that Evans, Evans was probably a little bit overdrafted, and Godwin was underdrafted. I mean, as this kind of playing out, um, the thing with Evans is he's always split out wide. Winston's not all that accurate, and he he runs a lot of those deep balls and stuff like that. Whereas, like you just said, Godwin goes all over the place. And there's just so much more opportunity for him to get targets versus those deep balls that, you know, Winston has to be not only accurate and then there has to be no pass interference. And it's just tough for it. And Evans, to me, I mean, he's had a great young career, but it just seems like he's a little bit plateaued as where he's at with, with uh, Winston as quarterback. Yeah, well, with, with Winston, you know, every single time I watch it, it's what's so frustrating for me as a, as a Florida State fan. I watch the Bucks play, and Winston is still constantly squinting. And I know it's a thing that he deals with, but it's and it was actually. Can you, can you afford LASIK yet? Joe Joe Bryan thirty thousand dollars. Joe Bryan had in his random shots this week um, <laughs> yeah. about uh, you know I know Florida State fans are, are with me on this one where they showed Winston after he threw a pick or something and he's like squinting trying to see the replay. It's just like this goes back to his college days. Um, it, it it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. That's how he thinks with a squint. I think yes, exactly. Is that I a side the, effect the, of eating the, too many um, crab legs? That I no question. See all that feeling too many. No, listen, all that iodine. No, you don't want that. Well, thievery aside, hey, there's, well, there's too much. What's it? Leroy's listening. What's that called uh, when you get too much uh, seafood with your? Uh, the real Leroy is in uh, is in what, the in chat your, room your right legs? now. What, you, what is that? What? You know what I'm talking about, Chris? What when you have too much uh, seafood and you 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 uh, and you have circulation issues, oh, whatever the hell. I, 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 what was it? Salmonella? No, something no, else. But no. whatever. Who cares? Well, the, this is not the the, the human <laughs> physiology show tonight. It could be the T.J. Hawkins. Gout. Leroy. Gout. Gout. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um. Not speaking of gout, but <laughs> let's talk about T.J. Hawkinson here, Dave, because it's been a Jekyll and Hyde season for him so far. Yeah. So you know, Hawkinson blew up week one. I do want to ask you, Chris. Uh, once, well, as part of the question, did you start Hawkinson week one? And if the answer is no, did you then start in week two and got really pissed off because he didn't do very well? Um, and then, with regard to that, are you starting him this week and going forward? Or what are you thinking about Hawkinson on a go-forward basis? Is week one more accurate or week two? And for the listeners' benefit, Detroit is at Philly this weekend. Go ahead, uh, Chris. Uh, somewhere in between. I, I had the same feeling about Hawk that I had about Quentin Nelson last year. Like, you know, his blocking and just his sneaky athleticism that he's, you know, on a pass the Hall of Fame. I know he's only played two games, but he's got that kind of skill. And the first week, I think I played him on a quarter of my teams. And then, of course, you know, I saw that he set records for the most yardage in a, for a debut as a tight end. So I played him everywhere in my second week and, you know, two points. So this week, you know, with the Njoku injury, I've been doing quite a bit of shuffling. I got a lot of Disley all of a sudden, so I'm probably splitting like 50-50 between him and Disley. I I love Hawkinson. I think he's going to be a great player, but I read that he was blocking most of the time last week versus that uh, Charger pass rush. So I think he might be oh, yeah, that makes having the same assignment this week. But I could see him scoring, you know, a sneaky red zone touchdown. Chris, let me ask you this. Um, if I set the over-under on TJ Hawkinson catches at 55 for 2019, if I set it at that, would you take the over or under on Hawkinson catching more or less than 55 passes this year in Detroit? It's a good number. I think I might go over 
Uh, I like Galladay's talent a lot. I've never been a big Marvin Jones fan, but I think Stafford has been yeah. waiting for a tight end that will catch the ball. And Patricia, you know, he loves to run the ball. He's not going to take him off the field. I think he's going to, you know, have a lot more snaps than Jesse James. So I'd probably go a little bit over on that. Dave, right. Dave over or under 55 catches for Hawkinson, in your opinion, this year? Um, Chris is going over. If, I, if I'm actually betting on it, I would bet under because there's the injury risk. So okay. I'm betting on it. Right. But I think if, if you assume health, I think that I would say that – I actually agree with you that 55 is a good number. I would then take the over if he's healthy the whole 16. Uh, I think like 60 is kind of 60, 63, whatever. Right. I get it. I get it. Well, speaking of missing time, uh, knowing that Kareem Hunt would not be back until week 10, Chris, at, at the earliest, uh, you decided to, to go after him at, at the 902 in this league. Now, for the listeners, to remind the listeners, this was a league that was drafted in mid-June, so his ADP hadn't like fully settled yet. Um, did that play a part in, in when you took Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I'm definitely a Kareem fanboy. One of my good friends went to Toledo, and it was, you know, hyping him up to me his rookie season, and I loved the contact balance and the vision, and thought he could really explode in Casey's offense, and then Ware got hurt, I think, in, like, that second or third preseason game. So I, I owned a hunt literally on every team, and he was great for me most of the year. So, you know, I wanted to get a share of him the first chance I got this year. So it probably was too early, but I do like his opportunity to – come in late in the season and do some damage. Cleveland has a pretty attractive playoff schedule, and you never know. As many touches as Chubb's going to get, he might be ready for some rest by that time. Kareem will be fresh. And I, and I think the other thing to keep in mind, you're trying to win $250,000 in the FPC. You're trying to win five hundred grand in, in the FFPC main event. You look at a guy like Nick Chubb, who should be ridden pretty hard here on all three downs, given that it's Dalton Hilliard and, well, not Eli McGuire anymore because he got cut. But there, there is nobody really behind Chubb. And if Chubb were to get right. hurt after Hunt comes back, there is nobody behind Hunt, and Hunt has already proven to be a, a three-down running back. So if you're looking for a guy, you know, Dave, we always talk about this, the guy who goes on this insane run weeks 14 through 16. If Chubb were to go down, Kareem Hunt could be massive. Yeah, Chubb's not getting hurt. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm not. No, you don't know that, and I know you're saying that tongue in cheek. Chubb power cleans 400 pounds, buddy. Don't worry about Chubb. He's fine. Yeah, well, he's fine right now. (laughs) He's fine right now. No question. I'm just kidding. I mean, anyone can get hurt. Sometimes you you need to hit the waiver wire hard, and you won't have to uh, as far as the Cleveland running back goes, Chris, because you already have – uh, uh, Kareem Hunt on this team, but uh, you've already been hitting the waiver wire hard here, Dave. Uh, I, he wants to ask you about it between uh, Ogunbowale and Ross. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm fake pronouncing Ogunbowale. Dare Ogunbowale. Now uh, you're not a Wisconsin you, Badgers fan, but I am, so I, I know how to pronounce his name. Do you grab Dare Ogunbowale and John God, Ross off so the waiver wire <laughs> for the better part of $300 each? Who are you more? Co- John Ross, he's the number one receiver in football. Who the hell do you think he's going to be more confident about? Is he, he's not the number, number one receiver in football. He's been very good. He yardage. might be number one after two weeks. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, number one. I'm sure he he's number one yardage. Uh, yardage. Yardage, there you go. See, Christmas. So are you more confident about John Ross, who's the number one yardage receiver in all of football, or Dare Ogain Bilal? Uh, just at least being, try. At least try. <laughs> being a factor in your lineup for the remainder of the season. Although the running backs are not so great in Tampa. Go ahead. Big boss Ross. I've been on him for three years. I loved him as a rookie. His leadership ability, his speed. I've been waiting for him and waiting for him. And I finally just dumped him in my dynasty league. And 
I think he's going to be great all year as long as AJ Green is out, which could be another four or five weeks. And I'll hang on to him after that because it looks like they're scheming to get him the ball. I think he's had 10 or 12 targets in each game. It might be a set this week versus Buffalo stingy cornerbacks, but long-term, I think he's a lot more valuable. Dare has hey, actually Chris, just been um, released from this team. Oh, he did. Was this tonight that you released him, that you released Ogunbowale? I had to, yeah. Nijoko going down, and my only other tight ends uh, are Harris and Hawkinson. I had to make a move for some death. Uh, pour, everyone pour out a half a beer for uh, for a gumbo ollie. <laughs> Dare hitting the Roy. So, uh, so uh, by hold, the way, so hold, you, hold on, hold on. Don't don't get in. I know what you're going to get into. Don't get into it yet, uh, Chris. To to you have no idea what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say, <laughs> Chris. You um, you to, you talk about John Ross. What a big fan you were. But you are putting your money where your mouth is as far as what what you and your son's new attire is as far as. John Roscoe's. Can you share with the listeners a little bit? It's not just you picking him up on fantasy teams, but he's affecting your real-life wardrobe. <laughs> right. I share one of the dynasty teams with my oldest son. I've been trying to get him into fantasy for three or four years now and with, you know, limited success. But Ross was our first second-round pick that we made. I think we traded the first-round pick that year. And we've been waiting for him. He hasn't done much. And then I saw his jersey on clearance after last year for like 15 or 20 bucks. <laughs> so I picked up two of them. And we wore him, I think, the first game of the season last year. I think he had, actually had a touchdown, but didn't do much after that. And then I was watching him in the preseason this year. And I said, wow, who's this number 11 out there? He's pretty fast. Looks like John Ross. And realized he changed his number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, now, now you have a game-worn so, collector's jersey. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, co- you, you wore it in the game, not him. It's a collectible item, no question. Dave, now go ahead with your point. Well, it's not a point. It's, so after his rookie year, so just to be – in case anyone forgot. Right. John Ross's rookie year, he had one 12-yard rush with a fumble. I saw it live. I remember <laughs> I was watching this live. Oh, what a hell of a run. Oh, shitty fumble. Yeah. Oh, man. And, that was, and then that was it. They're like, well, they put him on the shelf or whatever happened. Well, you know what's so ironic about that is I was watching I, – I, 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 no, I'll tell you the story real quick. I did this show, the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, and I went uh, – sometimes I'll, I'll go to a bar afterwards for a beer to unwind. And I was watching – no, hold on. 99% Listen, of the time. That's not true at all. It's not 99% of the time. But I was at a bar, and Washington was playing when John Ross was still catching passes there. And I didn't know anything about him. And I was watching this game – because it was a West Coast game. And I'm like, this Ross guy is awesome. He's going to be great in the pros. Yeah, he's and just then, way faster. And, everybody. Right, and then I never heard anything from him again until I was watching out with my boys a Sunday game, <laughs> and I saw Ross's, like, one touch that year. Like, it, was so, and it wasn't the same bar, but it was kismet that I was out mm-hmm. with both of them. All right, so here's what I want to share. This is what I thought <laughs> you were going to bring up, so you were right. I didn't know what you were going to bring up. This is current. This is not prior to week three. This is current receiving yardage leaders, okay? Now, I feel like if, you, if this was a category on Family Feud, both, both teams would get three strikes without getting anybody. Here are your receiving leaders after the Thursday night game in the NFL. Number one, 277 yards, DJ Chark. Number two, John Ross. That's an extra game. It shouldn't count. Uh, but I'm just saying, I said after the Thursday night game, DJ Chark, number one, 277. John Ross, who led everybody after week two with 270 yards. Sammy Watkins, number three, at 247. 
And number four, no, it's not Julio. No, it's not Beckham. It is not anybody who was drafted in the first round. It is, of course, well, I guess somebody was technically drafted in the first round of the real NFL draft. Marquise Brown is number four. So your receiving leaders currently at this moment, DJ Chark, John Ross, Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown. You can't predict this, folks. It's great. Chris Vincent, our guest tonight, a former two-time six-figure grand prize, or excuse me, uh, a six-figure cash prize winner at the high-stakes fantasy football level, has a top 50 team in the Football Guys Players Championship. Um, we already talked to you about Ogumba Wale and Ross. Let's talk about uh, another big-time waiver wire uh, addition in Demarcus Robinson. Uh, the last couple of weeks, people have been scooping him up. Until Tyreek Hill returns, who do you want in your fantasy lineups? And we'll start. You can, you can, you can. I, if it's different this week, that's fine. But they're hosting Baltimore at Kansas City this week. Are you starting McCole Hardman or Demarcus Robinson if you can only play one? I'd go Hardman. I really liked what I saw from him. He has that that just that pops off the screen look to him, the electricity, and he would have had you know real similar numbers to D Rob last week. If, I think he had like a 72 or 74 yard touchdown that got called back on a holding penalty. D Rob's been in the league for a couple of years and he's, you know, he's had a couple of good games, but he's never been consistent. Dave, are you with that? Uh, DeMarcus, or excuse me, uh, Hardman over Robinson right now. If, if you can, if you can only play one, you know, what's funny is I was actually um, messaging with our good buddy, Ray Chung over uh, across the pond. And he has a couple of leagues where he has, where he has Robinson and Hardman, and I think he's actually playing them both. There is one league this week in Kentucky, actually, where I have to make a decision: Hardman over Robinson. I have Hardman in there right now. Chris is with me on Hardman. Are you with us, uh, Hardman over Robinson? You know, I don't have that decision literally anywhere. I haven't given much thought to it, so I'm gonna just roll with you guys on that one because I really don't have a good, great opinion. Um, just be honest. Uh, I'll tell you this from the chat room right now: uh, Rainmaker, Biplab, Mandel. Uh, says he's playing Hardman. Uh, Waskai, our good, uh, our resident uh, Ivy League professor, Kern Reeve, says that he's starting both in one of his football guys' uh, leagues this week. Otherwise, he's saying Demarcus uh, Robinson. Saying Demarcus over Landry is what he was saying. Actually. Oh, over Landry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I misread that. Oh, You're right. Fine. Yeah. So he's starting Demarcus. Landry's Wait, a little depressed. Tyrus Landry. Uh, but he sucks. okay, but well, let's think about this a little bit. David and Joku's out. He might it, get more targets. It, it, and I, I feel like they run similar routes. Chris, you can weigh in on this. It, it, does the fact that Njoku is out not only improve Landry because there's going to be more targets to go around, but the fact that they were probably running similar possession-type routes where Landry all of a sudden is, is, is a back-end flex for you? I haven't thought about that yet, but I, yeah, that's a good point. I haven't been on Landry in a couple of years, but I can see that happening. I don't, you don't think they're going to really feed Demetrius Harris or anyone else. You know, one player, uh, just if we're talking about Cleveland, that has kind of been forgotten about a little bit is Antonio Callaway, and he's coming off a four-week suspension uh, after the fourth week. Right. He's been dropped in dynasty leagues, uh, in some leagues. Like, I'm in my eight private leagues. He's a free agent in a few of them. So I think he's not a bad pickup. He actually, you know, the team still likes him, uh, and he might get some targets. He might get some run as well. Well, and I think the thing to keep in mind with Callaway, it, doesn't it seem like Beckham's on the injury report, like, all the time? Yeah, he's and always got something He going fights on. through it, but at some point he's going to – he's going to take a week or, or two off, you know, and I think then all of a sudden Callaway, you play him that week, especially if it's a, 
if it's a blow-up week and, and Mayfield's throwing the ball over, all over the place, then all of a sudden Callaway looks pretty attractive. You know, in the 2018 receivers that came out, I, I was looking this up. Uh, I was looking up Phenom score on Rotoviz, and TJ Chark had a two-point something. I remember that was part of the reason I he, liked he was him. Big, he had a big Phenom the score. The number two Phenom score that year was, uh, was uh, Antonio Callaway with a 3.0 something. The, so. the, Callaway would have been a first-round pick. It was the off-field stuff that, that, so, that, that – um, yeah dropped him down. So I, I like Callaway. I, I, think, I think that's a good point. Anyway, so moving on to, uh, let's go talk about the Saints a little bit. Uh, now that Drew Brees is uh, problematic, he's not, what is he, out, six weeks? Pouring one out for him. Yeah, just had <laughs> surgery in Los Angeles. He's going to try to rehab there, but he's hoping, they didn't place him on IR, but in the meantime, Dave, we don't know what's going on at quarterback there. Yeah, and Jared Cook was the question here. Um, do we want to be benching him with Teddy Bridgewater throwing it to him, or actually maybe you see a better play, because he wasn't doing all that well with Brees. Uh, Bridgewater's not He's not like a rookie or second-year guy where a lot of those players look to throw to tight ends. Sean Payton has already said they're going to use both those guys, and i got to believe that whether it's Bridgewater or Taysom Hill, that Jared Cook, I think, would be like a good safety blanket type guy in this offense. Yeah, Taysom Hill, for God's sakes, that guy, he never wants to throw. <laughs> so when he's in, it's going to be a run? No, I mean, well, if he's in, it's either going to be a run or he's going to throw it to the guy who ran a seven-yard curl. Right. That's going to be Jared Cook, probably. Or Michael, Michael Thomas. I guess, a lot hey, Chris, I don't know if we had a question here, but uh, no, go, go, ahead. go ahead and talk. Yeah. I was thinking about benching Cook for Olsen, but then I just read that Olsen has a bad back and, you know, 37, how old is he? 34, 35 year old guy with a bad back for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm scared he's at risk of an in-game injury. So I'll probably go Cook over him. I actually picked up Taysom Hill in a couple of weeks where I had Breeze. I had one team where I had Breeze and Big Ben as my two quarterbacks. So I dropped Ben. Held on to Breeze, picked up Brissett, and Taysom to see what he does. Oh, I can see, you know, Sean Payton wanted to show everyone how smart he is and, you know, running a lot of Taysom Hill out there. And, you know, he racks up, you know, 60 <laughs> yards on the ground, two touchdowns. It's a good start. All right. For, for what it's worth, I was listening to the uh, football guys um, uh, podcast this week, the, uh, the, the, the week preview, the week three preview. And Cecil Lammy, who's the host of that, had, had talked with one of his sources within the New Orleans organization. And when he was – no, listen, he is connected. That's <clears throat> fine. Um, he, which, by the way, did I tell you – I don't think I told you this off air even. Cecil Lammy liked one of my tweets this week. Did I You're tell such you a loser. Yeah. Who gives a crap? Well, I'm just telling you right now. So, anyway, <laughs> um, but Lammy said when he was talking with the New Orleans guy that he trusts, he, he was talking about, like, okay, so Bridgewater's going to be the guy, and the source said, ah. Uh, oh, like, okay, so Taysom Hill's going to be the guy. Uh. <laughs> was so, it Brad Knapp? It, it could have been Brad Knapp, yeah. That's <laughs> very funny. That's a totally inside, inside joke. joke. Nobody's going to get that. But, um, but I think they're going to use both, and, and we'll see what happens. I think, and this is what's so interesting about that Taysom Hill pickup that you, that you had, Chris, is if Bridgewater does indeed struggle and Hill shows that he's adequate at, at a minimum in the passing game, Dude, Taysom Hill all of a sudden could be the new, the new like running quarterback in the NFL, and I'm hesitant to start either one right now. But I think uh, between Bridgewater and Hill, because they're going to be splitting time. But I, I think you look at Hill as as a good stash right now if you can afford it. Listen, there's no bye weeks yet. Keep him on your roster. See what happens. I think Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are going to be okay. We'll see what happens with New Orleans. I don't think, and, and I placed a bunch of waivers this week. There was nobody I was super excited about uh, as far as, like, hot waiver wire ads. Um, I think, like, honestly, the guy I probably got in a ton of leagues uh, this past Wednesday was Jeff Wilson, and he's just kind of like a, a depth lottery ticket type guy. 
So I don't know, Chris, if you had anybody that, that you were excited about, but I also want to ask you about Devin Smith because Michael Gallup is going to miss, you know, the next month or whatever. Are you excited? Devin Smith is in the league still? Yes, he is, yeah. Oh, hang on, i got to update my uh, – There you card. go. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, so I don't know if you're excited about him at all. Did, did you put in any bids on him, and, and did you put in any significant bids on anybody this past week? Significant bids went towards Disley. I needed to rebuild my TE depth pretty well. Um, I'm actually most excited to see what Taysom does in that offense. Devin Smith, I think I put some bids on today after doing you know a little bit more research on it and, and seeing that Amari is going to be matched up with Xavier Howard in Miami, who's he's got an excellent record of shutting down number one. So I think Devin Smith is a great start. I don't know, you know, a couple of weeks from now, I think Gallup is out two to four weeks. But I think for this week, you know, he's definitely going to be a DFS start for me. That's a good idea, DFS start. He's super cheap, I'm sure, on, like, DraftKings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, question. Sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, Dave, uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill aren't the only massive quarterback switches we had this week. There was another one in Pittsburgh. Yeah, let's talk about a good one, Mason Rudolph, who went to Oklahoma Oh, State. interesting. Okay. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. I like Mason Rudolph. I think he's a good player. But anyway, whatever. Um James Washington played with Mason Rudolph. He looks like a running back, but he actually plays wide receiver. Um, do you think you'll, you have a little more confidence in James Washington? You know, they've hooked up, you know, probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in practice. Uh, they got that connection. What do you think about Mason Rudolph to James Washington? I like Washington a lot. I thought it was interesting to see them running flea flickers and, you know, different things with Rudolph after Ben left. I think, you know, it might be a more interesting offense than just Ben dropping back. Yeah, it's good to see, you know, Moncrief get pushed aside and, you know, it's <laughs> on a way where he should be. I'm a big Deontay Johnson fan. I picked him up in a couple of leagues. I've been stashing him, and there's news came out of him today with him telling a B reporter that he's now a starter. So I both I like yeah, both. That's a rematch of Yeah. Yeah, but Deontay Johnson told a beat writer today in Pittsburgh that he said he was told that going forward he will be the receiver opposite. Juju Smith-Schuster, but James Washington obviously will be the receiver and three wide receiver sets, no question, so we'll be watching that. I, you know, it's so funny about this. I'm rebuilding, you know, the, the, the infamous Blake Carrington Dynasty League that we talk about on this show, I'm rebuilding this year, and um, I, I I lost Michael Gallup, but I also... Rebuilding? Have, yeah. All right, go ahead. You know... No, I'm just saying, you... Go ahead, no, I'm not... Let's not even get into Never won a playoff game. My team's always been awesome. Whatever. Your team actually has been pretty good. Yeah. Then you and someone took some... Like Daryl Henderson ahead of you. That screwed me. And you yeah. freaked out. And Daryl Henderson has zero points this year in yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. good moving on. Andy you know Dolphin what? I traded as a result. Say <laughs> 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 again. The Andy Dolphin of dynasty teams. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that he would no actually. Respect. He would actually help my teams this, this year. Whatever. Um, no, but my, but my whole point is is um, I, I had Michael Gallup, and I had been flexing him out the last couple of weeks, and I lose him. But you know who I have on that team, and I don't know if I'm going to flex him out this week because I have Greg Olson and O.J. Howard, but I have Deontay Johnson. I'm excited to see what he can do with Pittsburgh. It's just a rebuilding team from in there. Who gives a crap? Yeah, I don't give a crap. Yeah, I, I'm just, it all might be I better need, for you to lose more. Well, but the thing is I, I want to take third because third and the way that that league's set up, third – Third last gets the number one pick. Ah, the old semi-tank. Exactly. <laughs> semi-tank is what I'm all about. I have an interesting email here from a listener, Chris, that I want to read to you, and hopefully you can shed some light on this. This is from our friend and former, Zap. former guest of the show, Zeb Cap. And so he writes, gentlemen, I've known Chris since 2008. Chris won $100,000 of the FFOC. 
evidence that you do not need to be intelligent or good-looking to win money at <laughs> fantasy football. Now, he says this, and I don't know if this is accurate. I'm bringing this up. Number one, Chris decided to try day trading after winning 100 grand. You said, uh, he says that you woke up, checked the stock market, saw that you were down quite a bit of money, and your wife convinced you to take the loss and stop trading. Now, the stock that you were trading, according to Zeb, if he remembers correctly, was Apple. And it, it, that stock holding would be worth over $100 million, or $100 million, over a million dollars today if you, had, if, he, if, if you had held. He wants to know if you know the amount of the Apple stock that, that you know, what it would be worth today had you held on to what a, it. What a friend. He, he wants to know if you can provide an update on the show tonight. Thanks, Zeb. I, I stopped <laughs> counting, I think, after – after like $1.2 million, and that was before the Apple 7-to-1 split. That was before it, you know, oh, ran before? back up from it. I think before it, I think it split right around 100, and it ran back up to 200. But, yeah, I stopped counting at like $1.2 million because it's oh my that's God. something I want to think about very often. Yeah, you moved on. Good job. You got to block that out. All right. You're blocking it out for sure. Yeah, I recommended Tesla stock on the FFPC boards for 35 bucks, and I never bought any, so whatever. I'm an, Here, idiot, I'm an idiot myself. Okay. So whatever, say whatever you will about that. Here's how I know that's Chris. That's going to go to zero eventually, Tesla. But Here, anyway, here's how ahead. I know Chris Vincent is a genius, Dave. And by the way, Chris Vincent, our guest tonight, a former two-time six-figure cash prize winner in high-stakes fantasy football, uh, 41st place going into uh, week three of the Football Guys Players Championship. Here's how I know you're a genius, Chris. This is the next Zeb Cap story. He says that in, in Vegas, you had an elaborate plan to hang out at the bar next to the Thunder from Down Under show over at Excalibur. Now, you said, <laughs> uh, and this is according to Zeb, he says, you said, quote, we can pick up, we can pick off, the, sorry, he said that you said, quote, we can pick off the horned up milfs after the show. I'm he, sure he never, told, never said that. Hold on. This is the, that Zeb language. That, that's Zebanese. Um, he said that you guys ended up drinking at the Planet Hollywood Sports Bar and making jokes about the tables there that they have. Um, I'll just say it. You know, we're not on Blue Wire. Glory what kind of, FF, what of, kind of uh, FTC regulations are we under right now? But no, 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 we're, we're good. Not, we're good. Man, we're yeah, good. Do whatever you want. So he wants to know, uh, excuse me, he wants me to get you to commit that this was your plan to pick up the, quote, horned up MILFs uh, coming out of the Excalibur Thunder from Down Under show. And he wants to know uh, if you would hang out with me and Dave in Vegas next year and do the exact same thing. It was a very solid plan in theory. And it wasn't the Thunder <laughs> from Down Under. It was the Magic Mike show, which is a lot hotter right now. Oh, that's that's and even better. That's even more genius. That show, because someone may or may not have done some research on it, is selling out weeks in advance. And if you get nice. there at the right time, you would catch, you know, the horned-up milfs going in and the over-served horned-up milfs coming out <laughs> of the show. But we weren't able to execute <laughs> that plan because you got, you know, a bunch of 40, 45-year-old guys drinking in Vegas all day long. You know, we wrap it up a little bit earlier than we planned. Yeah, you guys, were, you guys weren't functioning at that point probably anyway. Yeah, no. Well, that's something to think about for 2020. What about the horned-up gay guys that were coming out of that show? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Why, we can't – gay people – you know, we can't be – well, right. you know, gay people have rights too. Well, go ahead, hopefully they had a good time. All right. That's it. Nothing else. Chris, go ahead and talk about the gay <laughs> guys coming out of the Magic Mike show. <laughs> I saw a share there What's a bunch the of gay guys there. The, What's the limit on the Zubcap stories? 
I'll tell you what, Kellen. Tip for tat. Do you have a Zeb Tap story you want to share on the air? Because we'd love to hear it. Phrasing. There's so many, right? It's like it's like picking your favorite kid. You can't do it because there's so many good Zebcap perverted debauchery stories that you can get into. Zeb thought it would be funny to click on a checkbox. He was doing, you know, something with the DMV. He thought it would be funny to say that, you know, yes, he was a sex offender. <laughs> he, you know, thinking he, he can click... He, I guess he thought he could click, you know, yes, and then click no, you know, after he had a good laugh for himself. But he clicked yes, and, you know, behind the scenes, there's probably, you know, flashing lights and things going off, and it wouldn't let him unclick yes. He had to go <laughs> and explain his situation to people, and, you know, it was a thing, and he had to work on it. I think that's rubbish. That's awesome. That hopefully is he had to great. Go, he had to go to counseling, hopefully. Oh, uh, no doubt. And more than that, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming. That's good yeah. stuff. That's he had really to meet, um, he had to meet a couple get, of his neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, under uh, under not the pretenses that he uh, had he had hoped for. Hey, by the way, real quick, I have a real fantasy football question I want to ask Chris here. Unlike all the rest of these. I, I, well, no, 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 not thunder down from thunder oh, down right. under. Troublemaker El Grande, if he ever comes out to Vegas for yeah. the FFPC, that is a total Troublemaker El Grande plan about get, about picking off the women coming out of the Magic Mike show. No <laughs> I'm question. Sure. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, all right, uh, real quick, Chris, we do have a, a real fantasy question here from um, Roger in Wichita Falls, Texas. He writes, hey, Chris, uh, is Trey Burton going to get back to being the breakout tight end candidate he was when the Bears signed him anytime soon? Thanks. That is Roger in Wichita Falls. Texas, thank you so much for the email there, Roger. What, what's your prognosis on Trey Burton this year? I know he came back last week. Are you expecting a breakout this year, or should we slow our roll on that? I'd say slow your roll. I'm I'm more concerned about Trubisky. He's looked awful the first two weeks. He's, I think, second only to the Miami quarterback shuffle as far as awfulness. And Burton, I'm really concerned about you know what he's got going on, both physically and mentally, his groin's locking up on him, and he's saying it's a mental thing. You know, now that they have a capable, you know, pass-catching back, a three-down back in Montgomery, I think he's going to soak up a lot of those targets. I think, you know, 50 yards and five catches and a touchdown is probably the ceiling for Burton in any given game. I would look elsewhere. I'm kind of with you on that, and I'm glad I traded him in a bunch of my dynasty leagues prior to the 2019 season. Thank you. What about Allen Robinson? I mean, is he he the Bears pass-catcher to own this year? Oh, yeah, I love A-Robbie. The only game in town. yeah, a year off the surgery has looked fantastic, and all the the reports the out of camp were how great he's looked, and he really seems to be on, you know, although it's kind of a crooked page, the same page with Trubisky right now. He's getting a lot of targets, and he's making a lot of adjustments to make the catches from the bad throws that Mitch is making. Yeah, if Trubisky comes around, I mean, you know, Robinson, really, the sky's the limit. Mill- well, even, even if he doesn't bust. come around. I mean, Anthony look- Miller's a bust. Can we say that yet? He looks like a bust, yeah. Yeah. But but my Dante point, also you think about Allen Robinson, eh, I'm not willing to say that yet, but Allen Robinson, what he did week one, he could have done, he had a great game and he could have been better. Yeah. And and even week two, I think right. he was all right too. So I, I think you look at Allen Robinson and your, your point is spot on, Chris. A year after this ACL surgery, this is the year of Allen Robinson and I look forward to more big games from him. Dave, uh, no surprise, by the way, Allen Robinson, very high phenom score. Anthony Miller, very low one. Very low one. Interesting. But yet people still take uh, guys with low phenom scores. All right. Anyway, so, whatever. Hey, 
And you can learn more about Phenom Scores on the High Stakes Lowdown, which is now a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. <laughs> you know, Rotoviz doesn't even publish Phenom Score anymore. Oh, they don't? No. I didn't know that. They didn't even do an article. All right. Well, interesting. Um, anyway. We, we, uh, we, we don't do articles, but we ask the same question every single week on this show, which you're about yes. to ask Chris Minson. Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, we nope, skipped that, that one this We skipped the, oh, that okay. one. Yep. So can you give us an early round pick, Chris, that you would consider benching in week three? as well as a sleeper that should be started as well. And by the way, I'm noticing that you won $100,000 on two defunct contests, so maybe you don't win much money with us because we don't want to go bust. We don't want to go defunct, Yeah. especially given the information so. that I was given before the show. <laughs> I'm probably benching James White this week. I've been avoiding him the past few years, and he, you know, he just keeps producing and producing, and then I finally took the plunge, drafted him, I think, in the fifth round. And there's just so many mouths to feed there. And, you know, New England is just looking so strong. They don't really need to dump it off to him a lot late in games. I think he had like four or five touches last week. Look at benching him probably for either Carlos Hyatt or Miles Sanders. I kind of like Sanders this week. I think it could be a sneaky week to play him. One guy I really like a lot this week is. Go ahead. The one guy I really like a lot this week is Curtis Samuel. I actually watched like a super cut a couple nights ago of all the, the passes cam through him last week, and he was you know wide open with four or five yards of separation on, I think, four or five different times. He should have had two touchdowns in that game. I don't know much about this Kyle Allen character, but you know if he's, he has any kind of accuracy, I can see Curtis really breaking out this week. So, so follow, real quick follow-up on that. Cam Newton is not going to play this week. Kyle Allen is. Are you doing anything different with your DJ Moore, with your Curtis Samuel shares than you were if Curtis, excuse me, if Cam Newton was throwing the ball to him this week? I'm playing him more. I'm, I've been down on Cam for a couple of years. I think he might be done. He, you know, he, every time he gets wow. knocked down, he takes him a minute to get off the field. He hasn't been running in two years. That was, you know, most of his value. I saw him actually drop to one of my dynasty leagues, I think, this week. Wow. He was he was actually dropped in one of my leagues this week, too. Not a dynasty. It was a redraft league, and I was really surprised to see it. Um, listen, He's got to make it onto the flake scale with all this goofy outfits. He uh, yeah. Wears, too. What, what was it with the Red Riding Hood grandma outfit that he busted out? The, I mean, what? No, I, 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 just, I don't get it. I'll be saving his money. I'll tell you somebody who I'm not down on, who I've never been down on, Chris Vincent, a guy who has won two separate six-figure grand prizes, Crazy. a guy who is in the top 50 in the 2019 Football Guys Players Championship as he chases a $250,000 grand prize. Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show tonight. I can't tell you how much Dave and I enjoyed it. Uh, thanks so much. Good luck the rest of the way in all your leagues. And, again, thanks for making some time for us here on this Friday night. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you guys at the Magic Mike thanks, Chris. Nope show next year. We'll be at the bar, buddy. We'll be there. We'll, we'll listen. I got the first four rounds. I was, okay, well, I got the fifth round. And, and so even <laughs> if, if, if we don't scare up any horned up, quote, horned up milfs, uh, we will have a great time. Chris, thanks again. We'll see you in Vegas soon, dude. Thanks for having me. Chris Vincent, ladies and gentlemen, a uh, former two-time six-figure cash prize winner in high-stakes fantasy football, and he is in 41st place heading into week three of the 2019 Football Guys Players Championship. A couple of things I want to bring up, Dave, before we get out of here. We've got about six or seven minutes left in the show. We'll go a little bit of overtime. The thing is, I don't want to go too overtime because I don't want to 
have to get into detail on this, but there's a problem uploading it to YouTube if we go too far past an oh, hour. Really? Yeah. Um, so no I'll talk to Blue Wire Network if that was what we were. No, yeah, Blue Wire would not have a problem with that. Blue Wire. Last night, Delaney Walker caught seven of nine targets for 64 yards in the Titans' loss to the Jaguars. He actually should have had an eighth grab for uh, an 11-yard touchdown in the third quarter, um, but uh, the ball was actually tipped on that. Delaney Walker, really the only guy you can count on in the Titans' passing game. And honestly, you look at this guy, Dave, he, he's not Kittle, Ertz, or Kelsey, but he's probably in the next tier below, right? I mean, at yeah, this you know point, why? Because he's healthy. Hunter Henry's out. And Joku, out. Ingram is healthy. Who's the other guy out of those top six? It was, uh, you had, oh, Howard. Howard O.J. Just, Howard, Howard's yeah. healthy, but no one, you don't throw it away. Well, him. we'll see what happens yeah, against not, the Giants I think he gets week. right this week. Yeah. I, uh, but, yeah. Um, I totally agree. Walker's the guy that the football guys used to always be super high on. Hold on, hold on. And uh, he's, doing, he's doing well this year again. We have an extra special guest popping on right now, impromptu. Didn't realize this. Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, Farrell Elliott. Hey, Farrell, let's talk about injuries and, and the fact that you need to stay on the field. What's the best uh, – well, let me interrupt you there, Balky. I think the best ability that you need to have as an NFL player – you know what the best ability you need to have? availability and that is something that Delaney Walker has oh thanks so much Harold really appreciate you joining us this week but yeah I'm with you on Delaney Walker for sure Dave I think this is a guy that especially in an FFPC premium format you need to be starting every week until further notice furthermore in that game last night in the gridiron legends dynasty league that you and I are a part of <laughs> yeah I was it's a titanic matchup this week as um who are you playing uh Kirk Kikis who is two and zero? I think um, by victory points, we. I think I'm third in victory points. I think he's first. I could be wrong on that, but we're we're top. We're we're at the top echelon. I think you're number two, by the way. Um, so Kirk Kikis was was texting me last night. He's like, hey, "Good luck," you know. And then he's like, "Oh, Fournette, ish." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm with you, man." But Leonard Fournette, let's talk about his stats. 15 carries, 66 yards. He gets six catches for 26 yards. Now, if you remember. He had a 69-yard fourth-quarter run. Probably should have been a touchdown, but it wasn't. Fournette uh, gets tackled by Kevin Byard, a future All-Pro. I don't think he's an All-Pro safety yet for Tennessee. But Fournette, before that, 12 carries for negative eight yards. He had losses of negative three, negative seven, negative four, and negative five yards, and that doesn't include his zero gains. This was bad. (laughs) This was really, really bad. He has not reached 100 yards from scrimmage or scored a touchdown that yet this week, and he's been getting a ton of snaps. Now, he will get 10 days to rest before he goes to Denver to take on the Broncos, Dave, but you got to be pushing the panic button if you drafted Leonard Fournette this year, well, you even should, in the third round. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you should ask Farrell's buddy Fenton, who was all about Leonard Fournette. Oh, he was about Fournette? Yeah, I didn't know that. The place, and I'm like, I don't really understand what's so good about him. Yeah. He was, you know, he was supposed to be in better shape this year, and this was the year he got. He said he lost some weight, I thought. Yeah, yeah. he was in, you never know. I mean, it's only two. It's only three games, I guess. Um, he's got a shot still, you know. But I would, I would not be, uh, I wouldn't be counting my half million dollars if I had. No, I wouldn't that. either. And and honestly, okay. So Fournette ended up getting like sixteen point whatever last night, between sixteen and seventeen points. That's a dynasty league where I've been looking to sell Fournette. Is now the time? Is is did he just hit his ceiling last night? No, I don't think so. Do you think he I has think better he, things in store? Yeah, I think you get more for him. Okay. I mean, well, the, the is, is, I mean, would you rather have Leonard Fournette right now or Damian Williams? I'd rather have oh, Fournette. Oh, yeah. Fournette's Damian healthy. Williams, yeah. And they're being drafted in similar spots. Fournette still has the pedigree, right? And that does last. So I, I, I feel like, I mean, the 60-some yard run does count. It's a run. I mean, 
that's all part of football. So not to be like the devil's advocate saying he's going to be great. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe he comes around. It's, it is possible that he still puts together a pretty good season. I mean, 16 points is not bad. No, it's not bad. Um, I, okay, I will wait for better things. Just, just the like same the, thing that gives me pause is, you know, who my, starting, my second starting running back was in that league this week is a guy that Chris Vincent told, told me he's sitting, and that's James White. Oh, yeah. So. Well, it was mentioned in the chat room that it, uh, I think it was uh, Waska. I found it odd that he was benching James White with Antonio Brown being released because there's a lot of targets that Brown, not a lot, but some targets that Brown probably soaked up off of White. So I think that I, that's a good point. I think that White actually will be fine. We'll see what happens. I want to pound on a couple of emails here real quick, but I have to bring this up. Kern Reeve in the chat room tonight. My three kids asked me last Sunday, quote, Dad, can we have our own FFPC team someday, end quote. And he says, Quote, yes, children, if you are good and brave, it will come. End quote. <laughs> I am serious. If that's not a Christmas story, I don't know what is. That's great. All right, let's move on. Uh, does anyone's fantasy value go up when the Titans make the inevitable change? Uh, excuse me, the inevitable quarterback switch from Mariota to Tannehill. Thanks, guys. That's Tony in Vandergriff, Pennsylvania. Dave, how do you assess the Tennessee? By the way, let me ask you this real quick. Selfish plug. In a dynasty league, Corey Davis was dropped. How yeah. much would you bid on him? Eight bucks. He should be out of a thousand. He should be shot. My, but my I'm just point. Kidding. No, um, I'd be, you know, he was dropped in a dynasty league. He was dropped in a dynasty league. Sigmund Bloom on the Football Guys podcast actually made this point. Corey Davis is probably not going to do anything for Tennessee. Six hundred. But but what about yeah. his next team? A lot. I mean, okay. a lot. All right. He's I don't have six hundred left. Quite. Frankly. I mean, I you know, I've never been a huge Corey Davis fan. Coming into this year, I thought he had a potential, and I was like, okay, maybe take a shot at him. But the quarterback play has been so bad. I don't. I. I'm still. I can't get under. I don't know if it's the quarterback player. He just sucks. I think it's probably a combination of it. Yeah. But I mean, he's still young. He's still. Is he the next Dante Moncrief, who we've always said is? Yeah. You know, he said is going to suck. Um, or is it somebody else that ends up coming around? Well, he might come around. Consider this too. In two of his first three games, he was blanketed by Denzel Ward for Cleveland, and then Jalen Ramsey last that's, night. Yeah, it's a great point. It so, really is. Yeah. So. All right. So to switch back to redraft mode here for me. If Ryan Tannehill takes over a quarterback, which he may not do for week four, maybe week five and on, does that change anybody's fantasy value for Tennessee? Um, you know, I, I guess if they do switch to Tannehill, I don't see how – I mean, he's a legitimately solid backup. I mean, he's, he was an all-right NFL quarterback. Not great. But, I mean, Mariota, Mariota is so bad. Uh, I don't think it hurts anybody. It can only help. Um, you know, some, uh, I don't want to get into it because we're short on time, but th- that's good analysis. Let's go to Stu in Springfield, Massachusetts. Just saw Jimmy Graham is going to try to play this week. Should I start him or Will Disley? Never, never punting on tight end in the FFPC again, signed Stu in Springfield, Mass. I like it. So you're playing Disley over Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Graham's hurt. All right, here's and he the other, sucks and he doesn't get enough targets. Here's the other thing I, I want to bring up about the Packers this week. Devontae Adams and his, and I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend or whatever, significant other, expecting a kid. He did not practice today. And I think, now granted, I don't, I'm not sounding the alarm bells, but I think you should be watching that Sunday morning in case this is his first kid. If he does indeed miss the game, you need to get him out of your lineup. It is a noon start, thankfully. It's but in Green Bay, right? That, it is in Green Bay, but I think that's something that you need to be watching as an, as an FYI. I will say this. Green Bay hospitals, compare, you know, the stadium is like in the middle of the city. Literally. Well, it, yeah. yeah. It's like if, you get to, if the baby's getting delivered at Bellin Hospital, it's like five minutes away. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could walk to the game after the kid gets delivered. Yeah. I mean, everything's so close. So 
I mean, you can't tell me they can't manipulate the millimeters dilated for three freaking hours. They did, did it for me with, it? with my firstborn yeah. when Breaking Bad was going off the air, and I wanted to watch the episode of Breaking Bad yeah. before my wife gave But that gave wasn't birth. the excuse you gave, but that's so funny. And no, but it, what, it, what, it, what, it wasn't the excuse I gave, but it was indeed the reason, and yeah, I and, am a terrible person. And what did you, So what, did, what was the strategy you used? You said, oh, should she push or no, not No, push? no, 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 no. The, the nurse <laughs> came in and said, okay, well – it looks like she can start pushing if she wants. And my wife, or she, no, she was talking to my wife. She's like, oh, you can start pushing if you want. And my wife kind of looked at me and she kind of had like a feeling of like a 50, 50. Okay. And I'm like, well, listen, you know, I don't think she's ready yet. And this is at the, this is the <laughs> third last episode of Breaking Bad before it was going off the air, which by the way, we got to get together on October 11th. You know what that is? Uh, I don't know. It's a Friday. So we're doing the show, but that's when El Camino comes out on, on Netflix, which is the Breaking Bad movie. Okay, great. No, okay, not no, great. No, I mean, I, okay, just I don't not, just, I'm not hyped up like you are. Just I don't know how you're not because this is this is there's there's a total of ten Breaking Bad cameos on this. It stars Aaron Paul. We know Skinny Pete and Badger are back for this. Right. We have to we have to get together early. We'll have a few adult pops. We'll watch the movie and then we'll come on the air and do the show. We're gonna do the sh- We're gonna watch the movie then come on the show. Yes. Uh, it, it comes out at midnight on Friday. And I, don't, I don't plan on staying up that. Why late. don't we just why don't we do the show and then watch it? Uh, the I guess show we, is te- technically worse. Okay, no, we'll do that. Okay, we'll do it that way. That's fine. We'll do that. October 11th. Too much personal and, crap on and this by, show, by the way. Hold on. Speaking of personal crap, then you know what you're doing the next day, October 12th, the the well, show actually, with Leo and Balky, actually, no, Sports Bar Spotlight Reality Bus Tour. No, you're gonna come on that. No, I'm not. Why not? Uh, I uh, what? When's the when's the Breaking Bad thing? October 11th. Uh, I'm, I'm getting hip surgery October 9th. This is a perfect day. I'll be on Vicodin and Percocet for like two weeks. I won't the even be on the perfect way to watch a show, show about meth. This is perfect. Give me a hip replacement. I'm not going to be doing jack. I won't even be around. I'll be you on literally, sleeping. I won't be on the show on the 11th. I'm, I'm off. I'm sorry. Maybe the next week. John in Santa Clara, California. I'll be, all, I'll be really high. John, all, come on. John in Santa Clara, California. <laughs> Dear OJ and Thurman, is there any reason to start Frank Gore or pick up TJ yeah. Yeldon? And Gore start... is the best Hold on, just football. let me finish the GD question. Is there any reason to start Frank Gore or pick up TJ Yeldon and start them this week with Singletary expected to miss? That is John in Santa Clara, California. Thank you for the email, John. And I will tell you right now, Devin Singletary, since you wrote this email, is officially out. Dave, you are starting Frank Gore this week? Yeah, and you know, John, you're from Santa Clara, and I know where that is. That's where the Niners Stadium is. You've seen Frank Gore for the years. You, know, you should really know this already. Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. He's a superstar. He's 40-some years old, whatever he is. He's going to have 80 yards, a touchdown, and like three catches for 30 yards. He's going to have like 15 points. That's great. He's going to be perfect. Gore is great. That's it. There's nothing else to talk about. Sorry, uh, Kern Reeve is shaming, is birth shaming me on, on the chat room right now, and I just realized what he yes, said. You chose Breaking Bad over Breaking Water. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. actually really funny. Yeah, that is funny. It's way too clever for me at this point. <laughs> so, okay. So, Gore for me, Dave, can I, can we put five? Are, are you talking about advocating for Gore this week? Yeah. For starting him? Yes. Okay. Why let, wouldn't you? Let me. He's let, a great running back, the starting okay. running back for the Bills. Okay. Let me let me pick out somebody here, and you tell me if you'll put five on this, um, as far as starting. Okay. Nah, that's that's too uneven. Um, so, again, I don't like that either. <laughs> okay. What about this? What about this? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Listen to this. You're a very big Duke Johnson. Yeah, I'll take Gore over Duke Johnson. Duke okay. Johnson sucks. Okay. So I have Duke Johnson, and I have five on it. Duke Johnson, more FFPC points in week three 
than Frank Gore. I got five on it. I got five on Frank Gore. Listen, Eddie. <laughs> she, you are Gore. Yes, and you have Duke. And Duke I catches have Johnson. Duke barely Johnson. plays in Carlos Hyde's movie. Are you giving up on Duke Johnson, by the way? Well, not really, but I mean, he's not really getting the usage you're looking for. You know, it's funny. On my local fantasy show, I keep trumpeting Duke Johnson, and my, my, my co-host, Leo, keeps saying, well, bulky, Carlos Hyde. And you know what? Carlos Hyde has really surprised me, but I'm still on the Duke Johnson train. Me too, actually. Uh, Carlos Hyde is doing great. Um, final email tonight. Let's wrap this up. Need some help. DK Metcalf at home against the Saints or Philip Lindsay at Lambeau Field. That is Paul in Lamar, Colorado. So I'm assuming uh, he, uh, he is a Broncos fan. So who are you starting, Metcalf or Lindsay this week, Dave? Uh, I would start Lindsay, higher floor. Metcalf could be a zero for all we know. Against the still Saints a, defense? He's still a rookie. Saints defense isn't that bad. They were a high, you know, good player. But, but Metcalf's been crushing it the first two weeks. Crushing it? Has he? Let's look at it. I'm going to look it up right now. I think even if, even if he's had a couple solid games, he's still a rookie. Lindsay is a second-year player that's heavily involved, gets 60% did, did, of the by the way, plus and, catches. And I learned this from listening to the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship podcast this week. Do you know that Royce Freeman averaged 5.3 yards per carry in the opening week? I can't remember who it was against. It was somebody really bad. But against the Bears, he averaged like 5.2 yards per carry. No, I, I like Freeman. He's yeah. actually been yeah, I doing very, very good. Spot. I, know he, I know he's actually doing right. as well as or better than Lindsay right now. So here's what, what DK Metcalf's done. Opening week against Cincinnati, six catches, or excuse me, four catches for 89 yards. Uh, against Pittsburgh last week, three catches for 61 yards with a touchdown. But yeah. you're still going with Lindsay with a higher floor. Yes. All right. I'm mostly playing devil ad, at devil's advocate. I think I would still start Metcalf, but I don't feel strongly enough to bet on it. I, I could see either of those guys um, really doing good. Lindsay's been catching passes for Denver, and I think that continues against Green Bay this week. Um, plus, this game should be pretty high scoring. Denver's offense is all Oh, right. I don't think it's high scoring. You think it's high scoring? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, not 70 points or anything. No, 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 no. Okay. What, take a guess at the over-under on this game. Uh, 47. All right. It's, what is cur- it? it's currently at 43. Really? Yeah. Wow, so I'm actually surprised at that. Well, I guess the Packers' D's been playing well. Let, let me propose this. I will take the under at 45. So you're no, because no, you thought no, no. you thought it'd be at forty-seven. So I'm splitting the difference. You know, Bucky, I I know I look like an idiot, but I'm not a total idiot. Where I'm just going to go against, add two points to the Vegas favor, you know, Vegas line. No, I'm not adding two points. I'm splitting the difference between what you thought it was and what it actually is. Yes, I will take what it actually is. Why would I give you? Why would I give well, you two because, points? Because because okay, all right. Just because, you know I, what? Just because I didn't know that's the Vegas fine. line, I'm all of a sudden supposed to pay a penalty. Well, because that's what you said. Oh, because, oh, so I said something, so that means that I have to bet by it? Oh, I got it. I'll take under 43. <laughs> I got under 43 in the Broncos-Packers you know game. What? I'll give you a half point, 43 and a half. 43 and a half. That's All right, that's, that seems fair. That actually is something. Half point is That a seems fair. I have under 43 in the Broncos-Packers <laughs> game. I'll, I'll take over 43 and a half. I got five on it. I got five, I got five on this goes out to uh, um, uh, all the people that said, and there are a ton of people came up to me in Kentucky and saying that, that it's, Jim Cole is one of them actually said, you guys don't have a whole lot of wagers this year. We have a ton of wagers. And by the way, I did really good last week on our wagers. <laughs> oh, so, I'm, so I'm making some headway. Trying to tie, you're way ahead of me since the show started. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to make it up. All right, that's going to do it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize we went a little over time tonight. I want to thank our guest tonight, Chris Vincent. I uh, want to wish him the best of luck. I think I did that. 
on the air. Uh, Balky's I, rooting for you, Chris. I am number one of anyone we've had on this This be a third six-figure championship here. Uh, so I want to thank him. The goes bankrupt with pay the fan and FFOC. All right, moving on. <laughs> I want to thank Dave Gerzak, despite his uh, needling of me on the show. The FFPC, Rob, Bryson, of course, each and every one of you. We will be back next week, even though I, I said it seemed like we were we were off this past week. We weren't off this no, past week. Maybe it's just that time, you know, it, it's the, between the two shows. It seems like we know to a show. We do a show every uh, Friday, 10, 9 central. Next week, week two, Football Guys Players Championship, overall leaders, Andrew and Chris Whitney, both of them will be on the show next week. We're going to talk about their team and the success they've had in high-stakes fantasy football over the last few years. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Good luck in week three. Hopefully the bounces, the ball bounces your way. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. We're on the team explore, even more so if we on tour. Me and E explore the country, wondering about the evening before. Trying to explain where the time went. Well, other rappers find a studio to grind in. If I ever get some time, I'm going to, I promise you, maybe it won't be for week three, but I'm going to get some new theme music for the show. Sounds good. I've enjoyed this, but uh, yeah, probably use a refresher. It needs a refresher. Um, can you do some rock for once. Do you want to do rock? Because yeah, I, have a, off the rap I have a bunch of rock, so we'll recruit Tupac on this. I do have. I don't want to, I don't want to have Godsmack type heavy. Crap. No, 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 we won't do that. Um, Chancellor Warhol is going to be our intro. I think I told you this already. I don't know who that is. It's a little known rapper. He's had one big hit, and we're going to use it. And hopefully you so we are using rap. Okay. For the, for the intro, we can definitely do rock for the outro. Do you have any suggestions for rock? I should ask you before I ask Tupacker. Uh, no. You like Foo Fighters, right? Yeah, in general I do. You I, have like any the, I like the song Walk. Is, uh, Walk is good. Yeah. You know what's uh, funny? The song Volcano by Jimmy Buffett. I'm not familiar <laughs> with that. You know what's funny about Walk is um, when back in my collegiate days. I'm kind of joking. I interviewed Chris Shiflett, who is the lead guitarist of the Foo Fighters. He still is the lead guitarist of the Foo Fighters. And um, at the end of the interview, on a, on a whim, I asked him if he would do a station ID for the station I was working for. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Who is this again? Chris Shiflett, the lead guitarist for Foo Fighters. Oh, cool, yeah. And so he recorded it. I saved it, and then I produced it. And the song I used for, for the station ID was Walk. Oh, nice. By off the um, – I can't remember what, what album that was. Um, it wasn't um, – I forgot all this stupid – Color and Shape. It was – I don't know their album. Ah, this is irritating me. I'm going to have to look it up. But anyway, so I will look into Walk uh, for the outro. If there's like a good part or whatever. There is a good part, and I'll use the same part I used for the, sh- the shiftlet. I mean, the whole station song is great, but anyway. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, so we'll look into that. Listen, good luck in week three, everybody. I hope the ball bounces your way, as I just stated. Thanks uh, to, uh, to our guest tonight. Thanks to all the people that uh, made this possible. We'll talk to you again next week at 10-9 Central.